This morning some of us were together to remember the Lord Jesus and the breaking of bread. And we sang a hymn and it ended, Till thy glorious face we see. And I just wanted to speak a bit about the face of Jesus and how you and I can see him in the coming day. Can't see him now. He's not here on the earth. He's in glory in heaven. But one day, all those that trust him will see him, see his face. Wonderful moment that will be. So I just wanted to read, refer to a few passages of scripture. Firstly, in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians in chapter 4, in my Bible, it's page 1392. 2 Corinthians in chapter 4 and verse 5. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus Lord, and ourselves your bondmen for Jesus' sake. Because it is God who spoke that out of darkness light should shine, who has shone in our hearts for the shining forth of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And then I wanted to read in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 17. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 17, page 1170, chapter 17, verse 1. And after six days, Jesus takes with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and brings them up into a high mountain apart. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone as the sun, and his garments became white as the light. And then just a little further down, verse 5. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and lo, a voice out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I have found my delight. Hear him. And a little further on in Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26. Matthew 26, and verse 36, page 1185, verse 36. Then Jesus comes with them to a place called Gethsemane and says to the disciples, Sit here until I go away and pray yonder. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and deeply depressed. Then he says to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even unto death. Remain here and watch with me. And going forward a little, he fell upon his face, praying and saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but not as I will, but as thou wilt. And then over the page, chapter 26, and verse 66. What think ye? And they answering said, He is liable to the penalty of death. Then they spit in his face and buffeted him, and some struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ, who is it who struck thee? And then finally, in the book of the Revelation, chapter 22, so the last book of the Bible, page 1509, verse 4. And they shall see his face, and his name is on their foreheads. And night shall not be any more, and no need of the lamp and light of the sun. For the Lord God shall shine upon them, and they shall reign to the ages of ages. Faces. When you look at someone's face... You receive an impression of what, they, what they're like. might be completely wrong, of course. Some people are very straight-faced and some are smiling, some look aggressive, some look friendly. 
many different faces you see. But I want to speak to you about the face of Jesus. A face like you will never see anywhere else. It's a face where, as the scripture said in Second Corinthians, the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I can't show you the face of Jesus. I don't have a picture of him. Men have tried, of course, but it's their imaginations. But I'll ask you, have you seen the face of Jesus? What does, does it mean to you? When Jesus was here, the disciples could see him and they could ask him things and he would tell them. And there were some that went to the disciples and said, we want to see Jesus. Well, it's a great thing if you do want to see Jesus. Some men say, away with him. We will not have him to reign over us. That's what they said just before Jesus was crucified. Others are just not interested. A face in history. History records that Jesus was here. Records that he was crucified. Records that he did many miracles. He saved many people, made lame to walk. Deaf to hear, blind to see, lepers recured, dead raised. Many people saw Jesus and it changed their lives. And if you were to see Jesus, it would change your life. And I want desire that each one here might see him. You can only see him by faith. You believe that he is. And I'm telling you what the Bible tells us. I'm seeking to tell you what the Bible tells us. That he's in the glory. And for those that know and love him, they'll see him one day. Indeed, every, everyone will see him. Some will see him as a judge. But you don't want to meet Jesus as a judge. You need to meet him as a friend. Friend of sinners. People like you and me that have sinned. We haven't done what's pleasing to God. We've done, gone our own way. And we, in other words, we've sinned. We haven't done God's will. And the Bible tells us bluntly, no getting round it, all have sinned, it says, come short of the glory of God. So that includes everyone here, whether you're young or whether you're old. And so if you're still in your sins, you will see Jesus as a judge, a judge who will judge rightly. We hear a lot about investigations and prosecutions and people being wrongly condemned. Well, there won't be any... If, if you see Jesus as judge, there won't be any mis, mistakes there. Jesus will judge rightly. If you're in your sins, you'll pass the judgment. But I don't want you to meet Jesus as a judge. I want you to know him as a saviour. Like those ones, they wanted to see Jesus. They weren't rightly wanted to see him. And I want to see him too. I know that he's in the glory. I know that he's my saviour. And I want you to have the same blessing and the same joy. To know that everything has been settled and dealt with. But I just wanted you to think about the face of Jesus. There will be a moment when you'll see that glorious face. We read of him when the disciples were on the mountain. Mountain of transfiguration. And Jesus was transfigured before them. And his face says was shining, his face shone as the sun and his garments became white as the light. They saw the glory and greatness of the Lord Jesus there. Most of the time it was veiled and those looking at Jesus, they didn't see that, that um, particular glory 
They just saw a man amongst them, a teacher, one who had words of grace and of truth, one who they could say, never man spake like this man. And if this man were not of God, could he do these things? They realised that he could not. Some of them, they sought to see Jesus, and they couldn't because of the crowds. And so they removed the roof covering and they lowered the man down into the before Jesus so they could see his face. It says often of Jesus, when one came to him in trouble and in great need, it says he was moved with compassion. Think of that, Jesus looking at you. He's moved with compassion. The meekness and gentleness of the Christ speaks about the bruised reed he will not break, smoking flax he will not quench. Jesus cares about you and about me. Very wonderful thing. If you could only grasp that, you would realise the greatness of his love, that Jesus cares about you and about me. Why, amongst all the millions in the world, does he care about you or me? Why does he care about the, the insignificant and the small and the, the elderly and the frail? Jesus cares about all these ones. Pride and greatness won't help you, make no difference. Jesus loves you and that's why he laid down his life for us. And if you want to behold his face, you need to get that sin question dealt with. And if you look at the face of Jesus, you might start to see what it really cost. There in the Garden of Gethsemane, says Jesus was deeply depressed. He knew all that was coming upon him. He had come to do God's will, and he wasn't going to deviate from it. He wasn't going to turn aside. He wasn't going to be distracted. And it says he set his face steadfastly to go to Jerusalem. And there he was in Jerusalem. And after they'd had the supper in the upper room, they went to the Garden of Gethsemane. And there, says Jesus, was deeply depressed, knowing all that was before him, knowing that he was to become the sin-bearer, the one that was to be made sin, the one that was to be forsaken, the one that was to suffer on your account and my account. He was sorrowful and deeply depressed. And going forward a little, he fell upon his face, praying and saying, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but not what I will, but what as thou wilt. A great load that lay upon Jesus, something he recoiled from, all that was abhorrent to him, He was a holy, sinless one. And yet he was to be made sin. He was to bear the sins of of, of all those that would receive forgiveness. Bore your sins there upon his body on the tree. And Jesus felt what was to be laid upon him. He felt the awfulness of it. And his face was marked by the sorrow. Deeply repressed. And he fell upon his face took the very lowest place, appealed to the Father, but he'd come that way to bear that judgment, to suffer for you and for me. And the story goes on. They came with six and swords and soldiers to take Jesus. 
And they led him away to be crucified. Led him first to Pilate and to uh, Sanhedrin and then to the Pilate. And he was falsely accused. Accused of doing things wrong. Accused of saying the wrong things. Accused of being saying what he saying what he wasn't. Jesus was falsely accused. They could find no no witnesses to Jesus having said anything wrong. The witnesses that false witnesses they got, they couldn't agree. So Jesus was wrongly accused. We've heard of other people that have been wrongly accused, but we're all sinners. Jesus was sinless. There was nothing to accuse him of. And Pilate says, he's done nothing worthy of death. Three times he bore witness to that. They could find nothing. Jesus had done nothing worthy of death. And yet Pilate says, take him and crucify him. And they, they were scourged Jesus, mocked him and beat him. We've seen pictures in the news of people that have been beaten up. Well, Jesus was mistreated. The Lord of glory was mistreated. And the, the prophet says in Isaiah, his face marred more than any man. Plucked the hairs of his beard and many other things the scriptures tell us. Jesus suffered. His face was marred more than any man. But what Jesus said, don't worry about what men can do to you. They can only do things to you in this life. But be concerned about your eternal salvation. Don't meet Jesus as a judge. Because Jesus will have to judge rightly. And if you're still in your sins, he would have to condemn you. Says they mocked him, spit upon him buffeted him but Jesus endured it all because he was doing God's will and he was going to complete it and he allowed them to take him outside Jerusalem and crucify him there between two robbers two men who were rightly condemned for what they'd done but Jesus as one of them says this man has done nothing amiss and there was Jesus hanging there upon a cross why you say why should someone who was holy and pure and did all these wonderful healings and miracles, why was he there? He was there, dear friend, on your account. Yes, he suffered at the hands of men, but he was there to bear God's judgment there upon the cross. In those hours of darkness, God poured out his wrath and judgment for your sins and my sins upon the head of Jesus. And he suffered there on your account. Think of the face of Jesus and the sufferings that were upon him. It was on your account and my account. Could you find love like that anywhere else? (coughs) Wondrous grace that Jesus should be willing to lay down his life for me and for you. But he did it because he wanted you to be blessed. He wanted you to know the blessings of being set free from sin and made fit for for. The Father's house, he wants us to see his face, that glorious, wondrous face, the one who loved you and expresses God's love towards you. And Revelation tells us, and they shall see his face. No longer marred by the hand of men, but the glorious living Saviour. They took Jesus down after he had died. Soldier pierced his side and out flowing the blood and water. 
and they laid his body in the tomb. And the stone was rolled across in front of it so that no one could interfere with the body. But three days later, when the stone was rolled back, Jesus was no longer there. He was risen from amongst the dead. The Lord of life couldn't be held in death. He'd gone into death and he'd suffered, took my place there and your place, but he had come out triumphant. Death could not hold him. And then presented himself to various disciples, Peter and the eleven and Mary, above 500 it says in one place, presented himself as the living saviour. And then he was taken up into the clouds out of their sight. And he's in the glory now. Awaiting that moment when, for all those who have repented, put their trust in him, will be caught up to be with him. And we shall see him face to face. That face that was shining there upon the mountain. And God's glory was revealed. That same face was the one that was marred. The one that suffered on your account and my account. But is now raised and in the glory. And because he lives, you also can live. If Jesus was still in the tomb, there would be no hope. It would suggest, indicate that he hadn't completed the work. But Jesus had completed the work. He could say it is finished and he's now in the glory waiting for that moment in the fullness of time when we shall be caught up to be forever with him. Promise that Jesus made and Jesus' promises are all true and faithful and sure and you can rely upon them. Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. I am coming to you. And he said, I'm going to prepare a place that where I am, ye also may be. Wonderful promise. And then, as I read in Revelation, we shall see his face. Glorious moment when all those that belong to him shall be with him forever. Till thy glorious face we see. That's what the hymn said. Are you waiting that moment when you will see the face of Jesus in actuality? You can only see it by faith now. In other words, you believe God's word that Jesus is in the glory and that he's completed the work and that if you trust him, if you accept that his blood is able to cleanse you from every sin, which is what John tells us, then you can be perfectly you know, sure and, and safe. No question of any, any wrongful conviction. Jesus has paid the price and you can go free. And the blessing is available to you and to me tonight if we'll just simply accept Jesus as our Saviour. And I just, again, ask you to think about the face of Jesus and contemplate the one that's in the glory and the wonderful, wonderful fact that we, uh, that it, such as us, can come into blessing. We can have our sins forgiven and peace with God. May each and every one of us know the joy of having our sins forgiven and if we're still in doubt, then just ask Jesus to give us that assurance. One man, he, he said, I believe, Lord, help thou mine unbelief. He struggled, and maybe lots of us have struggled. But Jesus wants to reassure us that 
that his face is towards us in blessing and he doesn't want us to miss, miss out on that wonderful moment when we shall see him face to face. May each and every one of us be waiting and looking for that moment for his name's sake.